Well, we are live in Billings. It is the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. And uh, waiting uh, as uh, people make their rounds, it's going to be a fun time tonight uh, here in Billings. Of course, uh, the media opportunities right now will be joined by, I believe, most of, uh, not all, of uh, the induction uh, inductees uh, today. Um, had fun yesterday at the golf tournament. And uh, Jason Walker Show, of course, um, Live, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your choice. It is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center. And, uh, man, had a great time at the golf tournament yesterday. Our team tied for first um, with Mick Durham and um, his his group. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they did some random weird thing. And then we were all of a sudden second. So, But we did tie for first, our group. We had a great time yesterday. Uh, down here and uh, is so far in Billings and uh, having a good time. So hopefully you're uh, hanging out and enjoying this um, like us. And, again, it's special, uh, a special segment here, edition of the Jason Walker Show. And uh, we're going to have some good times. We're going to talk to uh, Brent Musburger. We're going to talk to Bob Beers, Dan Carpenter, Travis Lule, um, Ken Amato, uh, Marty Morningwig will join us. Uh, it's just a, it's going to be a good, good, good good uh, next hour or so so just bear with us as we roll through and cycle through and and everybody stops by. sure yeah yeah we'll get uh come on over here sir steve okanoski right you say <laughs> okanoski okanoski yeah, let me uh, let me move that up here a little bit so. okay hey um congratulations well it's a great honor and uh Totally appreciate the recognition. So, uh, coming in and meeting all the great uh, former and present inductees, it's like I say, a great honor. So, uh, take me through your playing days, real quick. Well, uh, professionally, I was drafted by Atlanta. Second round, I ended up in Buffalo in 1972 and 73, when Buffalo was uh, just emerging. O.J. Simpson was coming into his own. Ended up getting traded to Green Bay in the spring of 1974. I was with uh, Green Bay in 74 and 75. Got cut, went up to, went over to St. Louis. I was in St. Louis for a year and a half with Don Coriel. Part of a year with uh, Cleveland, and then I went up to Winnipeg for uh, a year. Steve Okanowski joining us here, Jason Walker Show. A special edition of the show as we are live in Billings. You got the, I mean, this is a great class. You've had to wait a, a, a while to go in, but um, what was that, when you first got that call to say, hey, we're putting you into the Montana Football Hall of Fame? Well, it was just a feeling of of, uh, of, of appreciation, I guess, and uh, I came back to see uh, Barry Darrell the year before, and I met some people here, and Barry, I think, uh, pushed for my induction a lot, so... How you been spending retirement? Um, I fish a lot. In fact, I was on the Missouri River a couple of days ago. I fish uh, um, back in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I fish a lot this year. I go to Florida in Arizona just to get some sunshine from Green Bay. But if I have my druthers, I, uh, I'll be fishing. So you're, you're living in Green Bay. Yeah. Stayed there. Um, t- uh, what's your thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Well, I, I think uh, their opportunities for winning a Super Bowl are going to be limited for a while, and I can understand why he's upset. I would hope that they 
come to some sort of reconciliation here, and he's back on the, the field because uh, you, you, you can't be looking down the road when you're that close to possibly winning a Super Bowl. You can't say, hey, we're going to go through a rebuilding process. People have got to swallow their pride a bit. But that's up to Rodgers and see which way he wants to go. So have some fun here. Um, Mike Van Deest, the great coach at Carroll College, huge Green Bay Packer fan. Um, his whole family are Green Bay Packer fans. So uh, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him when I bring up Green Bay. So okay. he, yeah, he had such a career at Carroll College, a great coach. Yeah, Carroll's got a great program. Uh, well, I, one year I had to get a special uh, license because I had 14 people from Montana in my house that were all going to be uh, – Attending a Green Bay Packer game, so yeah, I mean they don't allow that type of riffraff to gather all at once, you know. So yeah, but I get my the village president lives right across the street from me, so I got. Oh, there you go. There you go. You mentioned OJ when you were uh, so you go from Atlanta to Buffalo. What was that like spending time with OJ Simpson? And forget what what's taken place since his retirement, but how good was was he? He was uh, obviously the best running back I've ever seen, but he was. He was a, a real outgoing guy. The NFL is real unpretentious. And I, mean, I played a game of horse with the guy once, slapped hands with him, joked with him. And, you know, he, I got a long story about uh, how he was in Hawaii and ran into some college kids from Montana, asked if they knew Steve Okanowski. And that was 10 years after I'd last seen him. Oh, man. Yeah. So. That's really cool. That, uh, yeah. uh, how many teammates do you stay in touch with nowadays? Uh, Barry, Eric Torkelson back in Green Bay, not too many. I But there's a lot of players that come through, you know, for games. Sure. And we have an alumni, uh, uh, a great alumni situation there where I get tickets for some select games. And then it's great to see. Of course, I'm at the, what should I say, the upper end of the spectrum <laughs> in age. And, uh, you know, I still see Jerry Kramer once in a while and some mm-hmm. of the uh, – uh, Paul Horning, they had a thing for Bart Starr a couple of years. Well, it was last fall, but the fall before. Okay. And they brought back, there must have been 70, 80 alumni there. It was a great time. So. I, I, that's awesome, man. I could sit and listen to stories, but other people want to sit and talk with you, too. So I'll let you go, but I uh, okay. I appreciate the time. Well, I thank you very much. So yep. Steve Okanowski. It's, uh, he's going in the Hall of Fame, Montana Football Hall of Fame tonight, that induction uh, coming up for, uh, officially tonight uh, here at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. And i got to tell you, everybody has been super fantastic. Um, Mandy and her crew at the, with the banqueting and, and everything. So i gotta got to appreciate, uh, appreciate them, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We are live over here. Oh, my gosh. Got a chance to talk with this guy a little bit last night. If you're a Bobcat fan, you'll recognize him. Even if you're not, you'll recognize him. The great Travis Lule. How are you, my friend? I am great, Jason. Good to be on the show. I, I'd be, uh, I, I can't not do the Lule, Lule, Lule. Go ahead. Did you ever get sick of hearing that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there was a time or two when I try to sneak in somewhere and somebody would recognize me and start it up. And, oh, I'm exposed. I can't sneak out of here. I'm going to be... Talking to people for a few more minutes. So, like the R-Bar, for instance? maybe For, in instance, both, for yeah. instance. Or spectators. Or specs. Yeah, yeah there was lots happened. of great places. Yeah, in both. yeah. yeah. Um, how's retirement? It's been good. <laughs> I get beat up a lot less, so <laughs> that's go. a plus. Uh, no, it's been good. The transition to life after football has been good. Um, you know, 
you get stuck in it for so long, and uh, you know, I've heard it described, and I think it's pretty accurate. It's like you're in the eye of the storm, and you don't really see what's going on outside because you're so you have it's so intense focus, and uh, the competition's so high, and you always got to be on your game. And they literally film everything we do, right? So you're just always on, and. <clears throat> The emotional highs are really high and the lows are really low. And so you just ride that roller coaster. And so, you know, at the end, uh, I worked for the club for a year as I was transitioning out of playing after I retired. And I just knew, you know, that home was calling, Oregon was calling. My, my, my wife and I went to high school together. So she has family there. My brother and sister-in-law, my brother married an anaconda girl, I actually brought her back to Oregon. So, uh, so. Uh, he has four girls. I have three girls. That's what we do, make little girls, apparently. Uh, but we're raising our kids around the cousins and grandparents and stuff. And so that's been really good. I can just, it just, it feels good. I haven't been, you know, it's a bit of a scary ledge to step off outside of the world of pro football, which I've been in for so long. And uh, But it's been a, been a really good transition the last year and a half. I may know the answer to this, but favorite moment in a Bobcat uniform? You might know the moment. Yeah, would it would have been. November of '02 in okay. Missoula. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was uh... <laughs> uh, particularly in hindsight, that was uh, pretty special. You know, and not knowing, I joke that probably the best recruiting pitch Montana State did when they were seeking me out was to not tell me the streak against <laughs> the rival Montana Grizzlies. So, um, and so I, I actually, this is not a, no joke. I learned that during training camp that year. I had a buddy from uh, from Helena, and he was, you know, we're in the students, and he's like, you know, we got to do something about this streak. And I'm what streak? What are we talking about? He's like, oh, well, you don't know. We haven't beat, like, Montana State hasn't beat Montana since 1984. I was like, holy cow, yeah, we got to, you know, what are we doing? So to be a part of the team that was able to, to win and then win three out of four, and it just kind of, you know, you see the, where the program's at now and the money that's been infused there and the stadium expansion, it's bowled in, it's turfed out, there's lights. I mean, the brand-new athletic complex, football athletic complex and things going in, I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And you wear a little bit of pride being an alum, sure. uh, seeing what's happening in, in Bozeman. So hopefully Coach Brent Vegan and can continue that, that thing on the right train. Um, so looking back, that was just it was fun to be a part of. Uh, you know, an era of the program that kept the ball rolling in the right direction. Right? And really so. got it started, you know, going forward. Um, I don't know if I asked you this last night. How long was the run against NAU at Bobcat Stadium? Oh, was how it 60 long? or 64? I, I don't remember the length of the run. I just remember the timing of the run. And <laughs> there was like, you know, whatever, 40 seconds left. The game looked over. Had a long run for a touchdown. And then it was like, well, still, we still got to get an onside kick. Right. Score again. And we did. Yeah. Nate Cook had a perfect onside kick. Corey Smith recovered. I remember sliding on our sideline. We got the ball back on the 40 with 25 seconds or something and scrambled once, got a completion here, and then ended up sneaking it in for the game winner. That was that was a good one. That's a fun one. I could talk about that game for a long time. <laughs> that was a good game. Yeah. All right, I got to know. Did you guys on the sidelines, could you hear the first down call from this press box? And then obviously the state, the students got super involved. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. First downs is good. Whenever you're hearing first downs, we're on the right, field. Right. I mean, I was I was geared up. I was getting the next play, but I wanted to hear it. Yeah. You're like, hold on, coach. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Just signal it to me because if you're talking when they're hollering, I can't, I can't get the play out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So how often do you get back to Bozeman? How many games do you attend now? Uh, I'd love to get to more. I mean, honestly, la- I mean, last year didn't happen. Right. Um, and the year prior, I was still working for – 
the Lions football club, the BC Lions in Canada. So I was still tied down to the games. I was doing some media stuff, doing a little pregame radio show. Um, and then I traveled a handful of times. So I did come back to one game that year. Obviously, when I was playing, I could never get back. Right. We, were just, we were playing games. So I've, been, I've only been to, since my brother graduated in 08, I saw a handful of those games because I was... Uh, in 2007, I was on the injured reserve with the Seahawks, so I could come to a good bit of those games. In 08, I saw a game or two in between football. Uh, spent most of that season with the Seahawks in 08, and then I hadn't. I went to one game in 11. Right after we won the Great Cup, actually, the the Bobcats were hosting a quarterfinal game. I want to say so they were still alive, still playing. So I saw that game. Uh, it was a win in Bozeman, and then and then I didn't go again till the fall of 19. And I got invited back, and, you know, they did a little tribute to the, having retired that spring. Um, so those are those are two games I've been to in the last 12 years. So I hope to get to more. Oh, it was so dang, so dang fun to get back. You know, obviously I got a lot of guys from my era that are, you know, now season ticket holders and boosters and fans and whatnot. And so it's just obviously I still see so many familiar faces. We got my wife and I's home base. After I graduated, we got married right out of college, and home base was in Bozeman for us. So the first four or five years I was playing professionally, I was chasing football from home in Bozeman. And so we still have a lot of great relationships there. So, I mean, I look for an excuse to get back whenever I can. Oh, man. I, I would love to get – got to get you on the show again when we can have more time. Let's do it. Because I know you got to go. Give me a those. holler. You bet. Yeah, I'm making the rounds today, but whenever you got a chance. Congratulations on the induction. Yep. I Thank know it means a lot. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it really does. Really – I mean, tremendous group of individuals, and this Montana Football Hall of Fame is is a pretty uh, pretty special thing to now get to be a part of. So I'm humbled. Travis Lule, everybody, appreciate Thanks it, much. man. Take care. You bet. It's uh, yeah, lots of great memories from those Bobcats, uh, Bobcat days doing PA announcing up there at Bobcat Stadium, and and he was one of those guys that got it all kicked off, and uh, and and you know championships, and of course beating the Grizz. That's a big deal, but it's a uh, that was fun. Um, I had a great time at the banquet last night, too. Is uh, good to see everybody. Um, it's, it's great to just be hanging out and talking with these people that are just regular people, regular dudes, man. You, you, <laughs> it's, it's super cool. So I uh, appreciate Coulter Nuanis uh, uh, from uh, ESPN Missoula. Uh, he's, like, in charge of the media room here. So he'll be, he'll be bringing us uh, guests in and out. So this will be, uh, be fun. As we uh, we continue live here on the uh, Jason Walker Show, the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and um, yeah, it's been this is cool, this is really cool. And like I said, man, we uh, we get a chance to do some cool stuff uh, with this show, and because of our great sponsors and and everything. So uh, appreciate everybody being here. This is this is super cool. I think we got another one coming over. Yep, Let's go from one grub bobcat great to another. Ken Amato joining us. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Uh, How are you doing? Good, good. You get that call two years ago now, I guess, and say, hey, we want to put you in the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Take, take me through your thoughts. Well, they, they kind of – actually, it, was, it wasn't a phone call that I got. Um, I come out every year and I help uh, my, my, one of my former teammates, Ty O'Connor, puts on a camp, the Leaders, Legends, and Legacy camp, mm-hmm. and it's to help the youth around – and it's a great camp. It's more of a retreat because it, it, it really makes the guys bond and they stay overnight and all that. And we have speaker sessions. So I'm, I'm one of the speaker sessions, and they tell me, oh, yeah, you know, so you're speaking here, and this is what your topic is or whatever. So in my mind, 
you know, I'm, I'm going through over, going over my speech of what I'm going to say and all that in, in my speaker session. And then um, one of the other coaches, Brian Pepper, comes up and, you know. Wait, they be, let Pepper coach? <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. No, he, he's coach. He wasn't, I don't think he was coaching on, on that specific week, but he's, he has coached the camp before. And he starts talking and, and make a long story short, you know, they surprise me and they tell me in front of all these kids and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, what? I was like just shocked. I was like, oh my goodness. And then, of course, I can't remember anything of speech. I, I don't know what to say. And everybody's around me and staring at me. And I may, you know, I'm just like, I really didn't know. I didn't know how to react, sure. what to say. It was just caught me completely off guard. I had no idea. So that was how I found out. Sure. And, you know, of course, they were all laughing at me and all my <laughs> former teammates that were there just laughing and, and just, you know, but it was, it was a great, you know, after I got my bearings, you know, it was a, it was a great honor and, you know, kind of had to go in different directions sure. and, and, but it was, it was, you know, awesome. You sit there and you wait the last two years and the, the day is finally here. The, yeah. The nerves still there? Because you got to speak tonight, right? Yeah, I have to speak tonight. <laughs> so hopefully there won't be any more surprises, but yeah, it's, you know, I was telling, uh, Rick and some of those guys that helped put it on. It's like, yeah, third time's a charm. They've scheduled it three times okay. now. Third time was a charm. So, you know. 14 years in the NFL? Nine years. Nine, nine years. years in the NFL. Where did I get 14? Uh, I well, I don't know. Coaching and uh, – Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe – it was 12 years with uh, playing and coaching in the NFL, and then I've had two other years coaching in college. Okay. So, um, I don't know. But since retirement, like – when do you, when do you when you make that decision to retire as a player? How hard is it? It's you know it's it's difficult because for me what it what it was is like your mind is fine but my body my body was hurting and I and you know it, it, I feel a lot better today than than I did back then and you know so of course you think oh yeah I could probably still play but then you know as soon as you get out there and you start doing something you're like yeah it's probably not so I think I think. Nobody's ever ready to, to be done playing, you know, because if you enjoy it, you just want to keep doing it, but you just can't do it at the same level. And that's probably the hardest part. And then, you know, the, the, the loss of structure of your daily routine, you know, that's, that, that's what makes it difficult because when you're done, you don't – nobody cares about you. So it's like you don't have an itinerary to follow. You don't have to be anywhere. And, you know, for me, I'm lucky that I had a, my family and my daughters that – that you know gave me something to do and and I was able to spend time with them and just kind of continue to work in that that aspect. Um, favorite city to travel to while you play? Ooh, um, you know I, I honestly I enjoyed every single city I, I went for the most part because it was just something new and it was a new experience and and try to see everything you know you try to see what you can you don't really have a lot of time but you know. Just uh, on the playing side of it, the famous, you know, Green Bay and Lambeau Field, that sure. was amazing. You know, Chicago was amazing. Um, even Philly and, you know, it, it's there's really, I mean, all of it, I think, you know, all those great cities. What stadium did you enjoy the most? What stadium did I enjoy I mean, the Green most? Bay is pretty cool. Green Bay, yeah. That's yeah. Lambeau, Soldier, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Lambeau Field is, is probably just because of the history of it. And not only that, but it was the first time that I ever got to play linebacker in the NFL was at Lambeau Field on Monday Night Football and oh. against Brett Favre oh, in, in the Green Bay Packers. So. Did you get a hand on him ever? No. But I did, you know, I, I did make a tackle on my first play out there, which was yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good, uh, lot of great stories, I'm sure. Um, favorite moment in the NFL? 
was probably that, that same moment, okay. you know. It, it's, I mean, you can't top that. Was you that know? your awestruck moment, too? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not really an awestruck person, but for me it was like, you know, I, I knew I was going to play linebacker that day. You know, I was preparing all week to play linebacker, and and just, you know, when I go out there and very first play that I'm out there, I make a tackle, it was like, like man, this is this is football. Right. You know. To get that, that like, it's, they always say, like, you get that first hit in, and then you relax. Did you yeah. relax after that? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. Then it just second nature kicks in. Yeah. So yeah. what are you doing now? Um, so I've been coaching. Um, right now I'm, I'm not coaching. I'm probably going to take the fall off, or I'm, I am going to take the fall off. And um, But I've after I got done, I started coaching high school football. I did that for three years and then decided that I wanted to pursue coaching at a higher level. And I went to Division II school in South Carolina and Limestone College and worked there for a year. And then fortunately after that, I caught on with the Dallas Cowboys. I spent three years in Dallas, uh, one on special teams and two as an assistant linebackers coach, uh, defensive assistant out there. And um, and then uh, last year I was able, was fortunate enough to catch on at Vandy in an off-the-field role, but at least I was still helping with the sure. football team. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Just giving back to the game that gave you a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's such a good... I think, I think it, football's gotten a lot of negative, um, a lot of neg- negative media throughout the years. I think you forget about the positives, and you know, every career doesn't matter what it is, it's going to have something that that is going to affect you, maybe negatively, or, or could be, you know, you're risking something, whether you know if it's in construction or whatever it is, you know, you're traveling, whatever it is, and you know. If, Football's a little different, I, I, but I do think if when you play the game the right way and you teach the game the right way, I think it it will be a safe game. You know, there's always there's always going to be the injury element to it, but I think you can minimize it when you play it the right way. Love chatting uh, with uh, just greats of the played in Bozeman, especially. I'm, I was the PA guy in, for a long time oh. in Montana State, so yeah, I was an uh, ordinary guy. <laughs> I'm not. No, lots of fun, but hey, congratulations, appreciate it. And uh, and uh, this is exciting. Enjoy yeah. tonight. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It. There you go. And uh, yep, you can you can take him away. <laughs> yeah, in and out. That's what we're getting here. In and out. So uh, lots of great guests here. And um, man, great event is going to be tonight. Of course, the big sellout last night or uh, banquet last night. So much fun. Just just the stories that you're hearing and. And of course, none of those are ever going to be told <laughs> on the on the air. But great, great stories, great, great guys, and and their families are here, and and you hang out and and just have a good time. So uh, appreciate uh, appreciate everything going on down here. This has been a fun, fun weekend, and 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 I mentioned it earlier, but because of our great sponsors, we get a chance to do this and bring the major mortgage man cave on the road and 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 uh, hang out and and talk to hall of famers, man. This is. Uh, this is really cool. Like I said, yesterday at the golf tournament out at uh, Eagle Rock, and uh, man, we—I played some of the best golf of my life. I don't know how, I don't know why, I just did, but it was great <laughs> and had a good time. Uh, if you missed anything from this, if you want to rewatch, go back to anything. JasonWalkerShow.com is, uh, is is where we're going to uh, have this, of course, uh, stored for eternity. Right? Is that how the internet works? Eternity. Um, you get uh, you're seeing some great great folks here, and um, Shane Collins is here. He's going in. Brent Musburger, Victor Linscock's family um, here. Um, just uh, it, it's so much fun. Had a great couple of great conversations with Brent Musburger last night. The legendary Brent Musburger. 
Marty Morningweg, hanging out with his, him and his family the last couple of, uh, of nights and, and, and getting to know them. And, of course, Bobby Cade still on the, on the playing at Carroll College. He's got a senior year left. So he actually, it was funny, we were sitting there talking, and Bobby Cade Morningweg could actually have a seven, because he gray-shirted his first year in college, and then he comes to Carroll, red shirts, and then um, was it? He played one year, and then COVID hits. So he's got like two years. He could have four more years of, of playing. It's just, and he's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> but it's this is cool, uh, great, and that is that's what I enjoy. And I've talked about this on the show many times: is hanging out, talking to to uh, you know the the families of of people that we get to know. So that's what's uh, I love that. Absolutely love that. And okay, I think we got uh, got another one coming over to join us. Would you pull out the chair there? How are you, sir? I'm good. Jason, Jason Walker. How are you? Good. good. Hey, tell me, uh, take me through that call when you when you find out you're coming into the Hall of Fame here. Well, uh, I tell you what, it, it was a big honor for me. Uh, uh, JD, uh, he works at Universal Athletics. He gave me a call, and said, "Hey, you know, I, uh, I'm the guy that uh, made the call, made the call for you to get in." And, and uh, I tell you, what, it was a real honor for JD to make me and super proud of to be amongst this elite group of guys. I don't know if you could ask for a better group, right? Well, I tell you what. <laughs> We're not very good golfers. I found that I found that out yesterday. But I thought I tell all you football players could golf. <laughs> Only quarterbacks, right? Exactly. Thank right? you. I've been, that's all I've been saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, but how fun was yesterday, though? You know what? Uh, you know, I've been out of the game so long that uh, it takes times like that to uh, be able to reflect and, and, and realize, you know what the things I liked about the game were, and that was basically the relationships that you formed. And, and again, that just touched on a little bit yesterday with me. I caught up with some guys. I haven't seen Mitch Donahue since we played played against each other, uh, whether it was track or whether it was in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Checking in on where old Kurt Scrafford's at and, and guys like that. But in, in, um, so it was actually, weather couldn't have been better. Rick's done a heck of a job putting this thing together for us. So I want to shout out to him, Universal, the, the whole committee, and all the hard work they do to make this happen for us. Because I really don't know. How many states have something like this? I don't. I don't. Montana's one of the few, I think. You know, so what a, what a great deal. It is, uh, definitely. Um, long time since you've played, you said that. But um, what do you, how have you been spending retirement? Well, I'm not retired, to tell you what. <laughs> They don't pay slow white guys very much to play three years in the NFL, but uh, it was a, it was a, it was a nice start. But I've been back in Bozeman ever since I got done playing. Uh, my wife and I had a couple of two great kids. Uh, I've been building houses for the last twenty some years. Uh, my wife's a realtor, and I tell you what, we just we just love that community there. The Gallatin Valley's been great to us. Uh, and to watch our kids grow, have success, watch their athletic careers, and watch the, them turn into great young men and women. It's just its just uh, basically a full circle uh, seeing that happen. So super proud, super proud of that. You forget how long ago you were a Bozeman Hawk. I mean, it was forever ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, no cell phones, no uh, no internet. Uh, I mean, it's it's. I mean, how anybody found Shane Collins' uh, uh, 
play football. I mean, that film back then was so bad. I think we only won three games our, our senior year in high school, even though we had two guys that played in the NFL. So uh, me and Corey Widmer, yep. who had a heck of a career at Montana State, and went on to have, shoot, I think it was a 9 or 10 uh, year, uh, year career at, uh, at the New York Giants. But... Uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 amazing reflecting on a, um, back on all that stuff and and reflecting on all the people that had such a big impact on your lives. Shane Collins, our guest here, Jason Walker show. Um, favorite stadium you got to travel to? That's a good one. Philly, no. New York, no. <laughs> Dallas, so, definitely not. So anywhere in the NFC East is out. <laughs> Uh, gosh, I'd love to say San Francisco, but that uh, we played them in a playoff game one year, and it rained five inches, and they had cat litter on the field, so I'm going to have to say a negative on that. But we did get to go back to my old uh, co- uh, college team there at ASU. I mean, that track uh, for grass turf was, was fast, uh, flat as a pancake, and super fun to play on. Worst city you got you had to go to? Philadelphia by far. So the fans, it, it's those the, stories are real. The fans, yes, the fans are brutal. If you're playing, if you're, if the Washington Redskins are going to Philadelphia and you dress up on during Christmas and you dress up in a Santa Claus suits, they will beat you up. They will beat Santa Claus up. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, so that is the worst. And you didn't like Dallas. I'm, I've always been a Cowboys fan. So. Well, that's because if you're born and raised here, that's the only TV we're able to watch is the Dallas Cowboys on TV. I was I, the Broncos. I was sick and tired of them. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that no, was I brutal. Mean, I mean, obviously, the Cowboys, they, yeah. they were our big rival back then. And and, uh, and actually, uh, uh, a teammate of mine at Arizona State, Darren Woodson, was a strong safety for us there. And, and he ended up getting drafted in the first round to Dallas. And I tell you what, that guy's a monster, great human being, great player. So it was fun after the games to t- touch base and, and say hi to him. Favorite moment? God, there's, there's been so many positive ones. I mean, you know, from the day I got drafted was one of my favorite moments. The, you know, for the first time I actually put on the uh, – you, you go through all spring training, you wear this artificial – red skin stuff and when you actually put on the real gear and lace it up for the first time in your own house there old rfk uh running out through that tunnel hearing your name on the loudspeaker seeing yourself on a big screen that you could actually see your face on and and uh see seventy thousand people in old rfk is pretty special um I have, this is, I mean, I'm asking the same questions of everybody, but that's, what was your awestruck moment? Like, you're, you're looking across the line at some guy going, oh, my gosh. Well, probably the my biggest awe moment as far as a, the size of a human being was probably not a football player. It was... Uh, <laughs> I was with Joe Jacoby and Charles Mann, and I don't even know where we're at. But Shaquille O'Neal comes out, and I'm telling you, Joe Jacoby, he's 6'8", 318 pounds. I mean, he could he could reach over across the bar and tap his own beer without standing up. His arms are so long. But, I mean, Shaq made him look tiny. Man. And, and to me, I go, well, I'm glad I'm playing football because I could not compete in basketball. I mean, those guys are giants. Yeah, there's some big dudes in yeah. football. Yeah. I mean, oh, so, so we, I actually played. Uh, so I remember uh, the Bobcats, when they won the national championship in 1984, they played Arkansas State, I believe it was. 
uh, I think it was Arkansas State. Well, we had a guy named Ray Brown that was an offensive lineman for that, that actually played down in Bozeman uh, in that game in '84. Oh, wow. And Ray, Ray Brown, as far as a specimen was concerned, was uh, not only was he a, uh, a big human being, he was a great person, a heck of a player, but he was about 6'9, 320 pounds, and this guy had no body fat on him whatsoever. Uh, a big teddy bear until uh, until he got between the white lines, and the guy was just an animal. Did you give him a hard time though for that '84 championship game? Uh, no, because we beat him. So, uh, well, yeah, but that's yeah. You get to rub it in. Well, I was a pack 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 ten no, guy. At I the know time, you were, but, but uh, no, still but, a, but I, I do remember Bozeman guy. I, I believe that game there. The, it just got done snowing about two feet, which was kind of late in the year. But anyway, they pushed the snow back and. But Ray, he discussed. I will never go to Montana again. I've never seen so much snow in my life, and I've never been so cold in my life. So, so Ray liked playing in the South for sure. That is awesome. Uh, I got to let you run because I know you got other stuff. Other All right, appreciate it. With. I appreciate it. Shane yeah. Collins uh, joining us, a, a Bozeman Hawk, fellow Bozeman Hawk. He was a, a couple years older than me, and um, but yeah, great time, great time. So, uh, let's see here. We've, uh, we're waiting on a couple others. Bob Beer's in the room. Dan Carpenter's here. Helena High Product. Missoula, uh, Montana Grizzly. We'll chat with him. Brent Musburger over there as well. So uh, you got the big the, the big thing comes up at 6 o'clock tonight. So if you are um, coming to tonight, make sure the door's open actually at 5, and there's a public meet and greet with everybody, uh, which will be a fun time. But, uh, yeah, we mentioned the golf term yesterday. Uh, we had Casey Fitzsimmons, the, the Carroll Hall of Famer, on our team. Uh, former Carroll coach Nick Howlett was on our team. And so we had six-person, uh, four-man scramble with six of us. And you talk about specimens, Casey Fitzsimmons. And what a what a great, great guy. Um, can hit the heck out of a golf ball <laughs> and still competitive, you know, and and uh, all these guys. I mean, it's it's... It was fun to hang out with with uh, with, with uh, uh, everybody last night. But Casey Fitzsimmons or yesterday on the golf course, uh, good times. So I don't know, I don't know who we're going to get next, but uh, we'll get somebody. I got yeah, I got all those ones. So I have not, but I would stand. Uh, stand. Yes. Yes. Um, I haven't gotten Musburger yet, or Bob. So. Yeah. No worries. Coulter Nu Coulter is everybody. He's he doesn't want to appear on camera. He just wants to he just wants to make stuff up as he goes along here. Hey, I'll say hi. There you go. All right. We'll see. Nice job putting this thing together, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me. This is a cool setup. I need to get some of these for my stuff when we're on the road. This is sweet. Yeah. No, it's it's just go to, yeah, Staples. SWX doesn't send you guys cameras to take on the road. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, but that's cool. you got your radio shows on TV. Yeah, somehow, somewhere they put me on TV. I don't know how. I don't know why, but uh, it's good to be statewide. So. Should I put? The, should I turn the cameras off when you're talking? <laughs> Thanks for dressing up. By the oh, way. of course, man. So, who's been the best guy that swung by here? Any any good epic stories? Not really. Just uh, more of the relaxed feel. Like um, Shane Collins hated going to Philly. Yep. You know, as, as a Redskin, I said, well, uh, you know, favorite stadium that you went to, and he said, not Philly, not Dallas, and basically, no, not New York. So anywhere in the NFC East was out. Mm-hmm. So. 
Well, I mean, Redskins rivalries. Right. Are, every, the Redskins are every, everybody's rival in that division. I guess the football team now, as it were, but uh, regardless. Yeah, for, I, I do it all the time. I, I can't get it figured out in my mind. I just keep calling them the Redskins. He played for the Redskins, so that's what it is. Hey, um, why – so my, my – my golf team tied for first yesterday. Yeah. Why didn't we end up with the with the bottle of wine too? <laughs> there was, Durham's group gets it. I we, know we there was all... there was some sort of scorecard draw. I was not uh, I was not in on the uh, the determination here. <laughs> if I was, I would have rigged it so that we got first because we got third instead. But you guys played well, so we uh, it was. Well, we a also good... had six of us. Well, that helps too. Several different putters definitely helps. Oh yeah, you get you get a bunch of different reads for sure. Um, Who's the craziest story? Who's got the craziest individual story here, do you think? Well, I mean, the fact that Shane Collins could have been an Olympian, right? but instead was a second-round draft pick, I mean, he's got to be one of the great athletes ever out of Montana. Joe Gibbs goes, I'm not paying you to go to the Olympics. <laughs> right, exactly. I read that in your Yeah, uh, your yeah, article, yeah. So. No, that's uh, – when you're, when you're interviewing these guys, what's – I mean, what, what do you enjoy about it? Uh, I enjoy the full-circle nature of it, just the fact that um, – so many of these guys' stories, not started, but but took off in Montana, but also the appreciation that they have for Montana. I mean, I think that to the man, especially the guys that are in their later years, they all say, because most guys have been inducted into so many Hall of Fames by the time they get to this point, because this is a pretty new thing. We've only been doing this for six years. And um, I think they would all tell you that this one's distinctly different just because it reminds them of such great times in their lives because most of these guys their montana connection was when they were in school in montana you know when when life was simple it had its simplest you know i mean like steve, steve okanowski he told me nothing but fishing and hunting stories there's no football stories he was telling me about how great it was you know go walk the the banks of the blackfoot and, and fly fish so i just i love it i think that i mean for anybody that hasn't ever come to one of these you should and this is not even a shameless plug just because i'm on the board if you love football and you love storytelling this is one of the great events that there is for sure. Well, I think they're kind of holding back. They shared a lot of stories last night that we heard that we can't even. We you can't need, you need Coach Beers, right? I do need Coach Beers. Oh, that's good. But last night, some of those stories that we'll never be able to. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you can't ever repeat most of them. That's why the Friday night is, is a good thing for yes, sure. Yes. I'm going to go get you, Coach Beers, right. and then maybe I'll swing by again. Yes, definitely. Culture Nuanas uh, on the board here. And great times. Great, great times. So. Um, he does a great job putting everything together. So this is, uh, he helps with the media rooms. And, yep, we're going to have another one over at coming. Stan uh, Linscott, the son of uh, Victor Linscott, who's going in. How are you, sir? It's good to see you again. Good to be seen. Yep. Met you the other day. It's good to see you on uh, Again. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So tell me about your dad, Victor. Well, uh, he was born in Roundup, Montana, about an hour north here of Billings. And he entered high school at six foot tall, 140 pounds, a string bee. Yeah. He didn't like what he saw in the mirror. <laughs> so he sent away mail order. A lot of people don't know what mail order is. Yeah. To get the Charles Atlas book on isometric exercise because he couldn't afford equipment. Isometric exercise is just resisting your own muscles. He graduated high school at 6'1", 190 pounds, and he was a wedge. He'd never, see, he'd never seen a football. Roundup had shut down their coal mines 
though there was no economy. So he moved up to Cutbank, where there was a uh, an oil boom underway. And while he was up there, three really good things happened. He got a job that paid. He got involved in American Legion athletics, basketball, baseball, and boxing. And he met my mom. Well, that's which even, yeah, was, the best thing. Well, for me, that's for sure. So he uh, really got involved in boxing. Tough man. Tough man. Liked to hit. And uh, he had 19 amateur fights, won 18 of them. And uh, my family oral history says that he became the 1938 heavyweight Western Region heavyweight Golden Gloves boxing champion. Now, as a result of this, a group of oil men funded him to go to Southern California to be trained to be the Great White Hope to beat Joe Lewis. So he and my mom go down there, and he realizes, smart man, realized that he was at a disadvantage because he only had a high school education. So he went to Santa Ana Junior College to see if he could be a student. And it was one of those uh, Ronald Reagan movie moments. He asked the lady how much it would cost. She told him how much. He said, I can't afford that with a big slump. At that moment, walking by was the head football coach, Bill Cook. And he looks over and he sees his 200-pound, foot one and a half wedge of muscle that wants to go to school there. And he goes over and puts his arm over Vic's shoulder and he says, Vic, son, no, he said, son, have you ever heard of the game of football? Dad said no. So he ended up getting a scholarship and he played two years of uh, blocking back and linebacker. And that brought the attention of Stanford, who sent big, big Jim Reynolds down and said, Vic, you don't want to be a boxer and get your lights punched out and be a rummy hanging out around a gym. Because that's the only thing you can remember. <coughs> Excuse me. You want to come to Stanford? We're going to introduce the T formation with a man in motion. It's going to revolutionize football, and you're going to become a real stalwart star. So he was persuasive, and Vic went up and went to Stanford. Oh man! And that's where he learned how to play center, and he became the first ever college trained team formation to go into the NFL. <coughs> Player, eight years. Coach, uh, from 51 to 68. Then he quit coaching and uh, became a scout for his final 26 years of 45 in the NFL. What's your favorite memory of those days? I'm sorry? What's your favorite memory of those days? Well, I remember being seven or eight years old and having him punch snap to me. And the ball came back so hard, I learned how to catch it, but it would knock me back three or four steps every time the ball hit me. Man. Yeah. Um, fondest memory. I'm a freshman at Stanford, and... We're at the end of spring ball, and we have a football game against the alums. And I kick off for the varsity. First time I get to put the uniform on. You get out on the field, and I line up to kick off. And guess who the middle man is on the front five of the receiving team? My daddy. Oh. Vic Linscott. He's 45 years old. 44. 
and boy, we took out after each other like the hounds of hell were chasing us. And at the last incident, we both veered right, so we missed. I'm glad because I'd probably still have body parts laying in this turf. Anyway, and then four years later, five years later, we both played for the alums. And he punted, or he snapped, and I punted. Oh, cool. So I got to play against my dad and with my dad. That's super cool. Not a lot of people get to do that. No, no, not in the, for sure. That's awesome. Um, how much of his scouting stuff do you still have? I have nothing. Uh, he had a form that was 16 inches by 14 inches with 1,648 pieces of information on it. And he had a sheet of that for every ball player that he scouted. So he uh, he spent a lot of time on the road. And uh, it, it, he was interesting. He was one of the stalwarts of the, of the entire scouting community. Mm-hmm. But he was different because he followed the tenets of the ten thou shalt nots. He didn't brag on a guy what he could do. He talked to the managers, the equipment people, the trainers, and he found out what the guy couldn't do. So he was able to provide the other side of the coin to the people that were considering drafting a given athlete. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, I know, what does it mean for the family? I'm sorry? What's it mean for the family to be here tonight? And um, Vic is the only one in the extended family that has ever really done anything earth-shattering. So I have hosted everybody to come down there, Tim, uh, and see the honor to their Uncle Vic or their Grandpa Vic or their Great Grandpa Vic. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I know you're super proud to talk about your dad. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I I was very fortunate. He he was gone most of the time, but uh, he always found time to throw the ball around and Helped me with certain aspects of playing football. And life. And life, yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations to you, to the family, and your dad. Thank you very much. Hey, pleasure to be here. It's a great pleasure to talk with you. Stan Linskog. And uh, talking about his dad, Vic. I mean, that's just super cool. Super, super cool. So, as uh, we wait for others. See if uh, who we see who we get next. <laughs> it's, uh, this is awesome being here. So something on the screen. So Let's see if Dan Carpenter wants to come over and chat. Hey, uh, he's talking to Shane Collins. I think we're going to get Coach Bob Beers. Yeah, he's coming over. So that's uh, this will be fun because he's going to have some great stories. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Jason? Good. Living the dream, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me too. Uh huh. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Long time coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> surprise, surprise. What was that? What? When you found out, take me through that moment. Well, Rick Helmus called me, and Mick Holine first, mm-hmm. and told me that I was selected, and it was humbling, and I was surprised. I thought, you know, there's a lot of other people in the state that 
you know, I can think of that might be more deserving than me. I don't so, think so. Well, <laughs> I know. But, you had a you pretty know. good career, so you deserve it. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate you saying that. Yeah, no, it's uh, this is super cool to chat with you. I, I got to golf with Nick Hallett yesterday, <laughs> which is what's your what's your Nick Hallett story that we can talk about? <laughs> Nick Hallett story. He comes, we're playing Montana Tech, and he comes back, and and Nick comes over to the sidelines, and he's frustrated because they're bringing the safety away from the running back. And he comes running over, coach, coach, the safety's come down away from me, and he's blitzing off the weak side. And I said, well, then, we're throwing hot, so don't worry about it, and we'll correct it at halftime. What do you mean? And I said, well, just don't worry about it right now. We'll take care of it at halftime. So at halftime, we go in, and we make the adjustment, and we go scat protection and come back out. And he said, why do you do it at halftime? I said, so they can't adjust. What the hell don't you know? What do you get about this? <laughs> oh, you know, man. Oh, I see. But that crew at Western was a great crew. They were a good football team. They, well, were, they had, we had Jason Truman, our quarterback, and Nick Howell was our running back, and we had receivers, Tommy Thomas and Rex Whitworth, and, and we had a whole bunch of receivers because we needed them and uh but they had great chemistry yeah you know and, and they worked well together and they got along well they they did a great job together i mean they took it very serious and they were fun to coach it was as much fun as i've ever had in football working with those guys <laughs> they made me laugh and they they he'd go into a meeting and every one of them would have a pointer you know and i'd be pointing on the it was the day of the laser pointer was a new that was a new fandangle for for coaching oh that's awesome Do you remember when oh, the pointer yeah. came oh, yeah. and the coaches all had them you know and they were really god these are great you know and so i'd be sitting there and i'd say okay hey jason when this safety comes down this pretty soon there's about four pointers come all right knock it off and so i didn't even have to look it was truman howlett and, you know, Willis Taylor yeah. sitting in the back with her pointers rubbing around. So knock it off. And then they all shut them off. That's awesome. They were, they were. So here's another one. On Wednesday nights, you know, they'd always had a party. And I told them, no bar, there's no parties on Wednesday night. And Dylan, I said, the football team, no go. Bars are off limits. You're going to do it the right way. So I go out fishing out in Glen. And I came back in, and old Joe Grogan had the Glen Bar. So I come into the Glen Bar, and uh, I sit down. Joe Grogan comes over and says, Coach, how you doing? I said, Good, Joe. Joe's about 88, and he owns the, he'd been there forever. Right. So Grogan comes over and says, uh, I just want to tell you, you got the greatest kids. He said, Your players are gentlemen, they are the best behaved people I've ever had. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, they're here every Wednesday night. <laughs> I said, God, I hope they have a bus. <laughs> he says, oh, no, there's always two or three of them that are, don't drink, and they drive everybody back. But he said, they're the nicest. I said, yeah, okay, thanks, Joe. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> it's one of those I wish I didn't know now. What yeah. It oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it says, do I say anything to them or just... 
let it go. So I let it slide for a while until after the season. I said, you buttheads. You know. Exactly that way? Yeah, real close. Okay. You know. But oh, man. I always had William Pales, too, to pick on. He was one of my favorites at Montana because he couldn't keep his hands inside. So I taped them together. I wouldn't let him practice. He couldn't, couldn't pull him apart. I taped his hands in here. I said, I'm sick and tired of looking at you grabbing shoulders all day. Oh, my so gosh. I taped his hands and made him go through practices with his hands taped together. Oh, that so, is awesome. Stuff you, like that. Keep telling these. These are great stories. Oh, no. That's, that's all I got. These are a couple that we can share. There's oh. others. Like last night, I mean, I'm hearing all of these stories that we can't talk about. Oh, no. I'm and, sure that. And that's what's fun. Yeah. 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 Hearing the ones you can't. And, you know, I worked for Jack Elway for, you know, quite a few years, mm-hmm. Denver and in the World League. And he was kind of a guy I learned a lot of football from and the passing game and protections and stuff like that. And, and it was always exciting working for Jack because he, he always had great stories and about growing up in Hoquiam, Washington. And, and his son was our, our ball boy. And I always relate to Gil Brandt. Oh, yeah. Love Gil. Yeah, Gil's a great person. He's a good friend, and I've known him for quite a few years. And Gil told me about the time he came in and was scouting at the University of Montana when I was playing. And he went up to our trainer, Nays Reinhardt, and he said, Nays, uh, who's the best prospect you got? You know, who should I look at? Nays looked around, looked at our team, and he says, look at the ball boy. He's the best player we got. It was John Elway. Well, yeah. <laughs> the ball boy's the guy that's got the – he's got a chance. He 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 was okay, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah he, he was, turned out all right. Fine. And you know, Gil told me that story, and I said, "Well, I was there." And he said, "Yeah, we went right by you. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even stop." Oh my gosh! That's, so, that's but great. he was uh, he was pretty good. We used to stick him in the locker and let him scream. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much fun. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, worst city. Coaching that you in Montana that you had to go play or coach in the what worst city in Montana that you had to go coach in none they've all been great I mean I've never had a bad city in Montana well there's no. not really but like there's not you when mean well you go in as a coach of oh oh shit oh, shoot no you can say that oh it's fine it's a pot uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the worst. Is Bozeman. I have a lot of friends in Bozeman that have nicknames for me. Uh, I'm sure. You know, when I was coaching the line at Montana, you know, and I had lots of favorites that they'd sit right behind our bench. Sure. And, of course, we would get in a, you know, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. How's the family? You know, stuff like that. Something about, I didn't know, some of the names they called me were, I didn't know that. I had a big asshole. <laughs> but I do now after coaching in Bozeman. Because he called me a big asshole all the time. Oh. So. Oh. But, you know, it was it was good to 
you know, make friends there. Sure, yeah. You make a lot of friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You know, you make a lot of different friends on the sidelines. And they're nice people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. At home. Yeah, every one of them. I'd like to burn a couple of their houses down, but... You don't say that in Butte. I got news for you. Not after the M&M went down, nobody says that. No, no, no. You know. Did you a, like going to play at Tech or coach at Tech? Like that, coach against them? Yeah, we always enjoyed going up there. I'll, I'll tell you a funny Bob Green story. Oh, there, I'm sure there's. Oh, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> but we're playing him, right? And uh, Bob Green... <clears throat> Would run around and scream, you know, hey, hey, guy, look out for the reverse on the kickoff. Uh, every kickoff, he screamed, watch out for the reverse, look out for the trick play, look out. My son's returning kickoffs, Bobby, and we're at Western. So Bobby Bobby stops, he calls the official over, he says, just a sec, just a sec. Coach Green, he goes, yeah, Bobby Beers, what's up? He said, it's my dad you're coaching against. He's not that tricky. <laughs> and he goes, thank you, Bobby Beers. <laughs> did, you, did you do the reverse? No. Shut up. No. We did the, we, we did the uh, uh, what do the kids call it? They call it the star death, where we hit it, hit the ball, ran up, and, you know, they, they caught it on a short kick. They all bunched up. They ran in, passed the ball around, then sprinted out. And it didn't work. No? No, we didn't have a lot of guys with great hands. You know, and they were fumbling the ball around. They, they call it the star. You'd have to ask Howlett. Okay. But uh, the Death Star or something like that. And I let him do it. Bob Green says, I thought you said he didn't. He wasn't that innovative. <laughs> I wasn't. The kids made it up. Oh, that is fantastic. But, yeah, they were they were a fun group, that Western crew. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I, yeah, I can only imagine. Then I loved the offensive linemen at the University of Montana. I had Chad Germer, Kurt Scrafford, oh, yeah. you know, Rick Erbs, Jay Fagan, guy, Tim Polich, all those guys. They were great to coach. They were talented. They made you a good coach, sure. guys like that. Has nothing to do with ability as a coach. It has everything to do with your ability to select the right players. <laughs> well, you, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, they were good. There you go. They were a hoot. Um, you're a hoot. I know you got to go talk to others, but... I'm going to go talk to Bill Bighouse. Oh, gosh. Do you know Bill? Oh, yeah. Yep. I told Bill one time the Polish soccer team was in Hermiston. He was a sports editor there when I was coaching high school okay. ball. He went running down to the field. I used to call him Scoop. So, so he was a young reporter, I mean, fresh out of college, and he had his notepad. So I told him, I said, did you, I, this is Belmer Snowtrask from the Polish soccer team. We're down here playing in Hermelston, practicing, and we're going to play the Pendleton team, and we're on a tour of the West. We would like to get some publicity. Could you come down to the field and... We will. We will. We will give you an interview. We would appreciate it. He runs down there, and there's no soccer teams. So I see him, and I go out, and I says, Well, Bill, where's the soccer team at? You. He never swears. He never says a bad word. But I had him running all over Hermiston looking for the soccer team. 
Oh, and we've been really. very close since then for probably 40-some years now. But he got me back because when I went to Westland, Oregon, he called me and said he was from the Westland Police Department to come down and turn my driver's license in. <laughs> uh, so he got back. Of course. So, yeah, it's been an exciting career. It's been fun. Met a lot of great people. Still meeting a few. Yeah. Well, that's good. You know. So that's it. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, have a, have a great night tonight. Yeah. And enjoy it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people out there. I stutter in front of those. Yeah, the, I don't see anybody here. So. Well, Howlett's going to be there, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So just, you know. I, I could tell a couple of Howlett stories. Oh, please. Oh. If you've got time, let's. Yeah, I'm good. Well, Howlett. Howlett. Uh, <laughs> Nick Howlett is, is one of the. Really good minds in football. I mean, really, really well, he was. wasn't when he played for you. Oh no, no, no. He was, he was one of them. But he'd always ask questions. That's what makes him a great right. coach. Sure. You know, he would always question and always wanted the right answers. Why am I blocking this? And most of the time, he missed the block. So you it know, didn't matter any. Yeah, it didn't matter anyway. What are you concerned? Any when he ran around the corner, it was. Because he had no, you know, hips, so <laughs> wave his arm, you know, get around the corner, and then he had great hands, you know. We we throw him the football when we had to. He's not a great golfer though. No, I I cannot I had him imagine. On my team yesterday. Yeah, I heard they had to they had to scratch a lot of the language out when they filmed it. Is that true? <laughs> um, I think. Well, our group was pretty. Well, no, it was. Yeah, there was there was language. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fitzsimmons was there too. Oh, uh, yeah. With Casey it, and Howlett. You know, I coached Casey. Yeah. No, I did. He's 11 years old. We took a football camp, went up to Chester, Montana. Yeah. And Casey was there. And I got to Detroit, and he came up to me and he goes, Coach Beers. And I said, Yeah, Casey Fitzsimmons. I said, Oh, yeah, Casey, how are you? He says, Great. You coached me in a football camp in Chester, Montana. How's Coach Clute? <laughs> I said, last time I checked, he was fine. I can't believe you were from Chester. He goes, yeah. Yeah, he had a pretty good, uh, pretty good career. He had a great career. Great guy. Oh, yeah, he's salt of the earth. Of course, he's from Chester, so can't get in trouble in Chester. No. Well, you can get in trouble anywhere. I proved that. You get so. in trouble in Dillon for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Depend. Yeah. Just, just in a heartbeat. <laughs> really quick. No, they never party in Dillon. No. Never. They didn't. They, they were in Glen. Well, there you go. Yeah. Or Pony. <laughs> Don't I'll forget the Pony Bar is still there. Right, yeah. They didn't go down to Lima, did they? Uh, you know, they never mentioned that. And I never went to Lima, so. Okay. Just broke my pen. But, oh, there's my grandson. Oh, well, I'll let you go. He's out there. He's going to see his parole officer. He's eight years old. So, yeah. Coach, Thank great you. to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you. No. Oh, goodness. Hold on. Oh, man, that was awesome. Uh, hey, Coulter. Coulter. Brent and Dan, uh, if we can. 
print? Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Those, I got. I can't wait to to stories about Howlett. Man, Nick Howlett, great guy. Love Coach Howlett. And uh, man, yeah, you talk about one uh, one great quarterback uh, coach, one great coach, offensive mind, and, and and great guy. Had fun with him on the golf course yesterday too. And and the group that we played with, there was three guys from the Billings area and. They they were having fun. It was just a good time and and uh, beautiful day yesterday. Beautiful day. So yeah, see if we can a uh, couple others here, and if not, then we'll we'll be we'll be good. And again, if you miss anything, just make sure you go to uh, jasonwalkershow.com if you want to rewatch any of this or or just catch up. So yeah, we'll see what uh, what happens. And who we get. <laughs> hey, Dan, can we get you real quick? Sure. Oh, man. How are you? Good, good, good. It's nice to meet you. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, honor, really. Um, surprised, but um, truly honored. You know, great names before us and, um, and and great group of names together now. Um, so it's it's it really is amazing. You know, it's it's amazing to get all these guys together in a, in a group. And all, and uh, and Billings, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's just it's a special special night. And been here last year, or you know, two years ago, I suppose, for the last event. And um, you know, I'm super excited to be able to come back in the future. Yeah, no, this is great. The last night was a blast. The stories that are being told that we can never share, and um, those yeah, that, are those are super fun. That's truly the best part of it. You know, you get to. Uh, get to interact with guys, you know, that usually you see for 10 minutes after a game or before a game or something or whatever, you know, and, um, but now you get together and you get to share the stories, you know, those are always the best parts. Um, you get to hear stories that you'd never hear anywhere else. So, um, it's great to get guys together. Yeah. Hey, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, playing at Helena High, did you dream that you were, I mean, did you, could you have imagined the career you were going to have? No, no, never. Um, I was just an average boy that grew up in Montana. You know, I wasn't. Uh, there's, there's nothing special about uh, anything I did. Uh, you know, I was just. I, I never really considered it would happen. You know, everybody, all, all the kids have dreams. You know, sure. I, me included. You know. I, that's why I was Michael Jordan when I played basketball. You know, I was. You know, it didn't matter. You know, who, you know. You know, baseball, you know, I was you're always going to hit the game-winning sure, sure. grand slam with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, you know. And it's just, you know, every kid's got all those dreams. So, um, no, it was truly amazing that something something like that actually happened. Favorite story you can tell about playing in the NFL? Yeah, that you can tell. You yeah. have to say that part, don't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Um 
let me narrow. So what was your what's what was your aha moment? Like I've arrived. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I think it's just when you you know you walk out for the first game, you know, and and uh, walk out on the field, and you know, as a as a kicker, obviously I'm out earlier, you know, and it's like so I got. I could get that aha moment out of the way, I guess, a little earlier than, you know, the rest of the guys. So um, getting out there and just, you know, looking around and, you know, you look at these stadiums and they seat, you know, up to 80,000 more, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. Um, And you see them filled up with people screaming. And so it's, I think that was kind of, you know, the moment it's like, oh, yeah, wow, look at this place. This is this is pretty neat, you know. I'm, I, I actually get to play here, and you know? all these people are gonna stare at me. And then you go, "Oh, that's kind of cr- oh, geez." Well, no, no. all right, no, I should stop thinking about that. Okay, back to football. <laughs> it's a little different than playing a vigilante. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah, a little different, you know. Uh, but you know, University of Montana, they, yeah. that's a great place to prep for uh, sure. prep for the future. There, you know, it's a great venue, great fans, you know, great place to play, and still one of the loudest places I think I've ever been. Yeah, I've never been to a game there. Oh man, I, I just I was said the PA early, announcer for the Bobcats. I just so I, said earlier that if 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 you haven't been to a game there, it's something to experience. You know, and I, I'm guilty. I haven't been back to for a game since I left. And um, every year, you know, every fall, I'm going. I'm going. I got pick games. Could get there. Get there. And something always comes up. You know, and it's it's getting harder and harder. But I gotta get out there and and go visit again. Well, maybe we'll go together because I've never been. Like, oh, I could so. show you around. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was the PA guy in Bozeman, so with the Bobcats. For yeah, that's kind of tough. Then, it, yeah, uh, can't be two places at once. Well, that and it's just it's the school across. You know, it's the other school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, across the way, <laughs> the ones we don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is just awesome. Uh, did you golf yesterday? I did not. Okay. No, no. It was a busy time, and uh, back home, you know, at the at the ranch, and so just you know, animals to take care of, and yeah. it's tough to get away. And oh, uh, we would have had to come down probably a whole day in advance, you know. So um, we came down, make it here for the VIP party last night, and like I said, get to listen to some stories, tell a couple, and <laughs> you know, and enjoy the night. What's the hardest you got hit? Because kickers aren't known for being super tough. Um, I probably did it to myself, you know, trying to tackle somebody or something. That was probably the worst time, you know. It's, that's uh, yeah. Well, there's a reason that some of the guys just get out of the way, you know. We always look like fools half the time. Well, that's because everyone else are you know athletes and you're kickers. We're, kickers we're, are we're athletes to, too. We're made to yes. We're athletic just in a different way. Yeah, Rory Perez when he was punting for the Cats, so he, punters are people. Yeah, well, we are <laughs> different breed, but we are. You know, I mean, well, and I, you know, I laugh. You get to the NFL, you say, "Oh yeah, well, yeah, that guy that you kicked the ball to, he's made, he he gets paid to make people miss. That that can run really fast and tackle and practice all that stuff. Well, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't you don't even get to you, hang out with the you team. You know, we don't we don't we don't practice the tackling and all that stuff. And we're not fast. Some are fast. I'm not fast. But, you know, so I don't feel that bad if, if they make me look like a fool. Okay. Did, how many did you have to try to tackle? Oh, not too many. Uh, 
Not very many. When what you see that? that happen and you go, oh, I'm going to have to go make I'm gonna oh, have to get I'm going to go make a fool of myself. <laughs> oh, I've been, yeah, I mean, well, when you get to that stage, it's, you know, you, usually you're the last one right. or you, anything. Slow them down, let somebody else catch up, you know, or whatever you can do. Yeah, man, anything, grab a shoelace, I don't care, jersey, just get, yep, yeah, something to get them down, get it out of the way. But, no, it's, uh, it's not a good feeling. Because usually, it, like I said, it you're going against one of their best players. They they get paid to make other guys in the NFL miss, and not not right. you know not a not kickers who don't practice that. So uh, yeah, we, it's it's not a great feeling. So did you get like sideswiped by some big old dude? And... No, I don't. Uh, honestly, the biggest hit I ever remember is from high school, and I same thing I did it to myself. I was running down, blocking on blocking on a play, and the running back came up the sideline or something, and I peeled back, and, yeah, that was – I think that was the hardest hit, and I did it to myself. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. No, nothing, nothing I really remember too much. It's good, though. Yeah, it is good, I guess, yeah. It helps when you don't have to scramble the brains. <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, that's definitely a good thing. Hey, I know you guys got to run, get ready for the, the meet and greet and everything, but congratulations. Enjoy the night tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for joining yep, us. Yep, thank you. Hey, we've had a, a great time. We're going to go ahead and wrap up as uh, as uh, we get, uh, get ready to go to the banquet. So we got to tear down everything. But, again, if you missed anything, you want to rewatch, go to jasonwalkershow.com. And uh, we appreciate Everybody uh, stopping by and appreciate all the uh, the great work that's been done here. And uh, can't wait to get back here next year already. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time. And we're going to have big announcement coming up, I think, September 10th. Um, we'll keep you updated. I think they're gonna, we're, we'll, we're going to break who's going to be uh, next year's inductees on September 10th, I believe. That's the plan. So, anyway, all right. Uh, that'll do it from the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Thanks to Mandy and her entire banquet staff. And uh, thanks to everybody, Rick and Elaine and Coulter and the, uh, Bill and it just the, the, the board. Um, been fun. We'll be back Monday with our uh, auto contest performance of the week. And uh, who knows who's going to. I mean, we'll, we'll rerun some of this, too. It'll be fun. So join us Monday, Jason Walker Show. Presented by Capital Collision Center, uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave back home on on uh, on Monday. And until then, we'll see you. Thanks for joining us.